Welcome to the Dad the Best I Can show, Super Bowl edition. We are lucky to be joined by Landon Swan. Landon, how's it going today? Fantastic. How are you, Rob? I'm doing good. Where are you calling in from? Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Nice. And you are a dad. How old are your kids now? That's right. I've got a seven-year-old boy, six-year-old boy, and a three-year-old girl. Wow, you are busy. I can only relate to three kid parents now, so much respect, Landon, much respect. you got to play zone defense. It's a little different. Yes, very different. So Landon, I was excited to connect with because Landon is famous for hosting legendary Super Bowl parties in his day, so I thought we could pick his brain for some tips how to throw a great Super Bowl party. Um, Start off with our favorite thing, the Super Bowl tradition of squares. Uh, those of you that don't know, I'm sure I'm sure you do. It's uh, you make a make a grid with ten by ten, a hundred squares. Everybody puts some money in the pot, and it makes the whole game more fun. Uh, you you're uh, you run some square games, I assume. Yeah, and actually, that's probably the simplest of all the games that we run. Um, we just do it blank, and we draw the draw the numbers randomly. That way, you know, we found that initially, I think the first couple of years, I was like auctioning off the prices and it was kind of a free market thing it was way too complicated and uh, now we just put it you know put the name put the uh, blanks up there and people who aren't gamblers are just like all that do is write my name piece of cake and so it's really simple it appeals to everyone uh, and that's the way we do squares the other games that we do um, we've got one that I call beat the bookie which is essentially for the point spread and for the total over under I've got two giant uh, printouts. Um, I get them from wall hogs, basically a thing you can put an image and just slap it up on your wall. And for each line of the potential total points of the game and for each line of the potential spread. So, you know, Patriots by three, Patriots by four, Patriots by five, all the way up and all the way Rams up by, you know, 15 or 20, whatever. Whenever you get there, you write your name on one of those lines and the winner, whoever's correct, gets a hundred bucks. So and there's no entry fee. It's just kind of a fun little free roll for everybody and they're rooting for something around the game so that's really fun so those are the two really simple games and then we've got a a more complicated one that we do as well yeah i like that idea you got to give everybody a chance to win because as you know at these parties there's a lot of wives and even kids there so you want to you want to make it easy for them absolutely yeah and actually every party that we've had is every party we've had has been adults only we've it's pretty um heavy alcohol as far as uh the party goes it's so i've never done a kid party but i think a lot of these would translate um the other game that we do and i'm I'm proud of this one because i invented it and i really think it could be marketable i may try to build it one day uh, i call it past the football and what you've got to do is you've got to come up with all the things that can happen in a game big plays that can happen in a game so pretty much for all the skill players it's this player scores a touchdown. So Gurley scores a touchdown, Edelman, Gronk scores a touchdown, whoever it may be. And then there's other things that happen, like a field goal under 30 yards, a field goal 40 to 49 yards, any five-yard penalty, any 15-yard penalty, fumble, interception, a call overturned, all that kind of stuff, everything that can happen in a game. And what you want to make sure of is that they don't overlap. So you don't have Brady throws for a touchdown because then that one and Edelman can both happen on the same play. So you want to make sure that only one of these can happen per play, and then you you sell them. So you give them a price. You put a price tag on them based on how likely they are to happen. And all that money goes into the pot. People can buy 
uh, one or two cards each. And then starting in the second half, what I do is every five minutes, one sixth of the pot, every five football minutes, one sixth of the pot is given to whoever holds a physical football. When your thing happens, you yell out, pass the football, and whoever has the football gives it to you. So then you're holding it, watching the clock, hoping that the five minutes expire while you're holding it. Uh, so the cool, you know, the cool thing is you're rooting for this one specific thing to happen, and when it happens, you stand up and yell, pass the football, you get it, and hopefully you're still holding it when that five minutes runs out. The only caveat is you have to be paying attention. So we've had some people miss out on some pretty big money because they just they weren't watching. They were doing something else, and their thing happened. And you know you got like 30 seconds or something to notice that your thing happened and and to call for it. But it's a really fun game, and anybody can do it because it just doesn't it doesn't take much football knowledge to just say, okay, I need to watch for this guy to score. I need for this specific thing to happen. That's all I have to worry about. Piece of cake. So it's a really fun game. That is awesome. So for those, uh, for the amateurs out there like us, you just, are you spending hours before the game, like uh, <laughs> writing all this stuff down or taking notes? I'm sure it's easy for you now, but uh, right. how, how would you suggest so, a dad to set up this game? So to set it up, I would go buy some index cards, some blank index cards. And if you got, if you have very basic level Photoshop skills, you can just print out a card with, you know, Edelman's picture on it and his name and, and just type out Edelman scores a touchdown. You print that out, one of those for each thing. The first year you do it, it'll take a while because you've got to create all of these. The second year, you can copy off of the ones you did the year before because many of them carry over five-yard penalty, 10-yard penalty, call overturn, fumble interception, all the things that can happen every year can happen uh, from the previous year, so it's easy to copy. So you print each one of those out, and then you – you know, I actually count the number of occurrences that things happen in a year so I can weight them based on price, but you can kind of ballpark it and people will figure out what the prices should be. You got to know your audience. Generally speaking, the cheap cards for us are five bucks and the most expensive cards are near a hundred. Um, but like, for example, I think um, a team punts like, so Patriots punt would be probably 85 or a hundred dollars because that happens so often compared to the other ones. But you got to know your audience, what they're willing to spend, and just adjust it based on that. So maybe the cheap ones are a dollar and the expensive ones are 20 bucks. Um, and then right before halftime, as people get there, explain them the game and um, sell as many as you can. And right before halftime, um, as halftime's going on, before the second half starts, discount them and say, all right, they're all half off now because you just want to get the pot as big as possible, essentially. And then as soon as the game starts, as soon as the third quarter starts, um, Someone starts with the football. That's the other thing I forgot. There's one that says start with the football. That one's a great one because you start with it and basically you hope nothing happens for five minutes. Um, <laughs> so you just print those out, collect the money, and then every five minutes in the second half, uh, you see who's got it and you go pay them. So it's, it's really not hard to do. Just get those blank index cards and start printing some stuff out and you'll get the feel for it. And it'll take people, you know, one year to kind of understand it all the way. But by the time you do it two or three years in a row, they'll be they'll understand which cards to pick. They'll be going for the good ones. It's it's fantastic. This does sound this sounds like a Bill Simmons, cousin Sal. These guys would be all over this game. So you might be <laughs> yeah. you might be changing the Super Bowl gambling parties right now awesome. as we speak. I'd love to. Brilliant. Brilliant. And you do all this while drinking too. That's amazing. Like that you can you can handle all these things. <laughs> well, so that's the other thing. So I you know, I've had this Super Bowl party for about ten years. 
and it has evolved over the years. The first year was looking back on it, it was lame. I mean, compared to what it's become. And one of the things is that I hire three very attractive bartenders to help me out. And when I say bartender, that's, that's one of their jobs, but they're also party leaders and organizers. And they help me with all kinds of stuff, including one of them is responsible for watching the clock in the second half and at the five minute mark, go pay, pay people out. So, you know, I, I try to delegate as much as possible to them. And that's a huge, huge help. Um, the first year that I hired one bartender, I could tell what a difference maker it was. And it cost me, I think it was 150 or 200 bucks for the entire night. And it was unbelievable. So I started hiring more and uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic to get a little help like that. Yes, that's, that's genius. I think your other great tip is just leave, hire a babysitter, leave the kids at home. I just found out where I told, I told Angie, I'm like, this game doesn't start till seven. Where are we going? I was really just kind of dreading it. And she's like, what do you mean? We have a babysitter. And I, I was so excited when I heard that because <laughs> now the whole night changed. Yeah. I was like, we're not even going to make it to halftime, but now it's all right. So it's an amazing difference. Yeah. We, ne we never had kids come and our parties would go till one or two in the morning. Um, you know, we'll talk about that later, how to, how to keep it going. But that's one of the things I struggled with for a while was to keep the party going after the game ended. And uh, the secret answer to that is to get a DJ. As soon as the game ends, the DJ comes on and the lights go out and it's now it's a party. Um, and so it's, yeah, people knew not to bring their kids. This was, this was the kind of party that you ask off half a day on Monday, or you just kind of tell your boss, I'm going to be a little bit late on Monday because it's that kind of party. So I was going to say all the ridiculous holidays that we have. And if you have kids, you know that there's like four a month that they don't have school Super Bowl Monday. How is that not a day off? I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I agree with that. Petition our, petition our government. Awesome. Any other uh, tips? Yeah. So I'll go through a little bit more on the party because it has evolved a ton. I would say that, you know, it's important to have a lot of alcohol. And one of the things that I'd always did was to have jello shots. People love jello shots. Um, and one of the things that has evolved that we started doing about halfway through was what we would call the VIP guest. And so the way that you became VIP was you basically, you partied hard and you brought it and it, you were a lot of fun and, and um, you were like a party leader and you actually were voted on. And so every time someone would get a drink, they would get a little raffle ticket. And then I had these boxes with everyone's name on them and you could vote for who was crushing it the most with your tickets. And so the more you drank, the more votes you got and you were allowed to vote for yourself. And so, <laughs> you know, you could try to ensure the victory yourself by just drinking a lot. And also you got extra tickets for organizing group shots um, and, and doing things like that. And so um, that was huge. And what happens when you get VIP is you have earned, a limo to come pick you up with three guests and take you home at the end of the night. So you're, you're secure as far as driving goes. You also get bathroom cuts, bartender cuts. Uh, we actually give you a little bell that you can ding. And if the bartender's helping someone at that moment, they'd say, hold on, we, we've got to help the VIP. <laughs> and they just cut you off and go help the VIP. It's very deliberate, uh, very in your face. So it's just kind of, it's fun. And you also get reserved seating on the best couch. So uh, there's a lot of perks to the VIP, but it's, it's fantastic. And everybody was gunning hard for it every year. 
it really brings up the level of uh, of party mentality when you have a big prize like that. Yeah, you don't want to be runner up in that. That's kind of a bummer after you, you work so hard. <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. We've had some devastation before where it was a very close count. Uh, and that's the other thing is these things take a long time to count. So I ended up buying a um, one of those very sensitive micro scales where it can it can actually count tickets just by weight. Um, I honestly I think it's used for drugs, so I'm probably <laughs> on some list for buying it. But um, yeah, you can just put the thing on there, and it says you know 75 votes, and the next one 63 votes. It's really fast counting. So instead of pulling them out and hand counting them, that can that can take a long time. So. I would, if you're doing this, I would recommend getting yes, one of those. You can give it to your kids for their uh, Chuck E. Cheese tickets after. They'd probably love that. Exactly. Exactly. Man, yeah, I'm impressed. You can get these people, uh, these parents, out till uh, past midnight. They must, they must know what they're in for if you're coming to this party, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's tough, and you know, I have noticed over the years that um, they starting to go home a little earlier. Um, you know, back when we were in our you know mid 20s, then it was a matter of you know, asking off and, or maybe taking the next day off and that's it. But even if you have a sitter, your kids still wake up at six or seven in the morning. And if you're hungover, that can be rough. So it's tougher when you get into the, you know, the mid thirties or forties crowd. Um, it might be, you know, it might, might need to lower your expectations a little bit as far as how long the party's going to go. Right. Well, I love the, uh, ideas of keep, I mean, that's a great thing about Super Bowl. It's the only game where you could like stay interested the whole time because you can have these kind of props and everything going on. So, and Absolutely. keep the wives interested and everything like that. Everybody wants to win. Yep. And make the games nice and simple. Um, I have a tendency to overcomplicate things with, especially with betting because I, I'm very familiar with betting. I love to seek edge and, you know, and, and estimate probabilities and all that, but people are there drinking. They're looking to have a good time. They want to write their name on something and hope they win and maybe pay attention just keep it real simple and give everybody a chance to win. Yeah, it seems like with the uh, legalization of gambling coming, your Super Bowl party could, like you said, be be patented and modeled and, and brought to houses <laughs> across the nation. It's brilliant. That'd be awesome. All right, so we have a lot of drinking. We have a lot of gambling. What's a, Do you have a favorite food that you like to cook at Super Bowl parties? Um, you know, I'm going to continue with the a delegation and outsourcing theme uh, because it takes a lot of time to put one of these parties together. And so I like to do catering. Um, I, I lend myself towards uh, fast, casual Mexican. So like a Moe's or a Qdoba, um, they can deliver it to you, set it up. And it's, it's great because it's good for a snack. You can go make a, pl a plate of chips and queso, or you can have a meal. You can make yourself a burrito and it keeps for a long time. So people don't mind if it's, you know, they're, for three hours and they're still hungry, they can go eat it because it's got warmers underneath it. It's awesome. Um, the only other tip is, you know, like I said, the DJ gets going immediately at the end of the game. And I mean, like within five seconds of the end of the game, lights are out, DJ's going. Um, and then probably, you know, two hours later, we like to have one of the bartenders go run and get um, either White Castles or Taco Bell. And that's always a huge hit. Just go get, you know, two or three per person and, and, it looks enormous and it costs you, you know, hundred, 200 bucks and people absolutely love it. At that time, they're really hungry and you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit tipsy. So they're feeling good. Yeah. Man, you're going to have lines out the door for your parties. <laughs> I've, yeah. I had to actually tell people it's invite only stop. I don't want you bringing these people or this, you know, I had to, <laughs> it does get to that point. Cause it got to where, you know, the first year was like 25 people and 
And then it got up to, you know, in the eighties. And I was just like, all right, my basement is, is decent, but it's not, it's too many people. And I don't know half of these people. So let's cut it down a little bit. So we did start cutting it down. You will get to that if you throw a good party. <laughs> the kids are upstairs, quiet. They don't know what's going on. They got a sitter and, and you got them. Kids covered. are out of the house. Kids are grandma and grandpa's for us. So yeah. Mm, pro tip, get them out of the house. Right. Oh yeah. Otherwise uh, like it. it would be so loud. Yeah. No chance. All right. Uh, some other gambling. What's a favorite, do you have a favorite prop bet that you like this weekend? Well, I tell you, if you're looking for value, I really like to go on unders on scores and catches and yards because everybody who bets those likes to bet the over because they're more fun to bet because you can win by the third quarter. Whereas if you bet the under, you're sweating the whole game. So I think that those lines tend to tip towards the over side because people like to bet the over. So I think value wise, the under is the way to go on individual player props. Um, the one that we like to do at the get at the party is the national anthem length, which is just so ridiculous that it's a thing because it, the singer could completely fix it. Uh, but I guess they haven't, um, or the, maybe they just limit the amount of bet that you can put on it. Uh, but anyway, the over under on the length of the national anthem is a fantastic one for the party. You can just get, random people to throw in 20 bucks on the over or the under or whatever. And then we've got a stopwatch going and everybody's getting really tense by the last four or five seconds. How long <laughs> is she going to hold that last note? It's fantastic. So that yeah. one for fun, for value, the under on the player props. I know it is true. The overs are so much more fun, especially once you have a couple drinks, but right. If you want to <laughs> make money, maybe, maybe throw some unders in the mix. Yep. And big game, who do you like? Patriots right now, I think, are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the L.A. Rams, Landon. Who do you got on Sunday? Uh, I've, I'm probably with the crowd on this one. I like the Patriots. I think that I'm just a huge Belichick fan. I think that he is a master of the game. He may be a little bit of a outside-the-lines kind of guy, uh, but he's just he just can figure other teams out and surprise them so well. They've got so much experienced and the Rams are kind of it's the youth team you know young quarterback young coach I just feel like it's it's experience versus youth and maybe because I'm almost 40 I'm going to go with the experience side uh, but uh, yeah I, I think this could be Brady and Belichick going out on top this year and I think that they have an opportunity and they're going to make sure they do it so I think the Ram, I think the uh, Rams can't hang with them and I like the Patriots not only to win but to cover that two and a half Every time I talk to somebody, I change my mind because I like, I think part of me wants to root for the Rams because it's kind of boring <laughs> to root for the Patriots. But like you said, their first time in this game facing Belichick, they're just licking their chops, right? It seems Absolutely. a little bit. And the line moved a lot, right? Didn't it open Rams favored and quickly just shifted? I didn't see the open, but it, that's interesting if that's the case because, you know, when I saw the, the, the outcome that the Saints game, that, that travesty of that call, you know, I was thinking the Patriots were going to be favored by four or five. That was my kind of mental guess. Um, so if the Rams came out favored, that would that would have surprised me. But yeah, I like them at I like the Patriots at two and a half for sure. Nice. Yeah, you'll have to listen. Uh, episode seventeen coming out was with Brad Feinberg, and he got some attention because he sold that uh, big New Orleans Saints twenty to one ticket, eight thousand to win, almost sixty to cousin Sal via prop swap. So he got out of it and hedged out, but yeah, cousin Sal was probably not too happy with that uh, miscall at the end of that game. Yeah, wow, that's painful. That's yeah. crazy. 
I'm looking forward to hearing that one. I appreciate it, Landon. We will, uh, our Super Bowl parties just got better. So thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Where you can people, uh, where can people find out more about what you're up to? Uh, you could follow me personally on Twitter at Landon Swan, L-A-N-D-O-N-S-W-A-N. Um, and then my company, which is completely unre- unrelated to all of this, is Likefolio. Uh, we actually track consumer purchase intent on uh, social media to predict revenues of publicly traded companies. And we do a pretty good job at it. So uh, we sell that data to investors and hedge funds and things like that. So um, that's Likefolio on Twitter. And my first one is Landon Swan. Really appreciate you having me on, Rob. And uh, I think Sunday is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, look forward to it. Enjoy the game, Landon. Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot, Rob.